The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... assortment of tales of mystery, terror, excitement, and suspense. Someday, we shall simply have to rid ourselves of all the well-worn cliches that obscure our speech and corrode our thinking. And for our present purposes, we should start with the one that says, ignorance is bliss. The fact of the matter is that the truly ignorant are seldom blissful. Indeed, they are usually unhappy, suspicious, Stubborn and frustrated. True, a little bit of wisdom may be dangerous, but a great deal of ignorance is usually fatal, as we shall demonstrate. The garden. I've, I've never seen such flowers. Beautiful, aren't they? Yes, how do you grow them? Oh, that's my secret, darling. How should there be a secret between husband and wife? Well... The whole neighborhood's talking. How do you grow such flowers? You wouldn't want to know. Tell me. No. I insist. Very well. It's how you water them. Oh? Well, how do you water them? With blood. Our mystery drama, The Flowers of Death, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan, and stars Mercedes McCambridge. I'll be back shortly with Act One. There are those who strive to be different, who march to the rhythms of their very own drummers, and these are a breed apart. When they succeed, we hail them as geniuses, when they fail, we confine them as madmen. In either case, they remain a mystery to most of us. They are beyond the common understanding. This is because, for so many of us, the usual tendency is to play it safe. The usual advice is, don't stick your neck out. The usual goal is to be like everybody else. Don't rock the boat. Don't make waves. These have been articles of faith for Walter Morrison. And for Gretchen, his wife. Hello? Darling. Walter, where are you? At the office. I called to tell you I'll be late for dinner tonight. Oh, Walter. Well, can't be helped here. Parker's in from the coast, and I can score some points if I hang around and just chat with him, okay? All right. Oh, uh, uh, we should ask Parker and his wife out to dinner. Oh, she's really a horrible woman, Walter. Well, sure she is, but Parker can do me a lot of good. <laughs> All right, dear. I'll see if I can set him up. Brown? Yes, it's your least flattering color. You shouldn't look too good. She's older than you, and she'd resent it. <laughs> yes, dear, I understand. Is there anything else you want me to do, Walter? No, that's about it. See you later. Oh, just a minute. Hello. Yes, what is it? Hmm, I was right. You were right about what? About you. Oh, 
Look, I don't buy anything from door-to-door salesmen. In that event, may I trouble you for a glass of water? Water? Actually, I'd prefer a glass of wine if you had it. I suppose it's uh, an odd request in this century, in this place, in this time. The concept of hospitality has ceased to exist. Uh, Sir, I'm really very busy. Now, consider your ancestors. They would have invited me inside with a hearty welcome, prevailed upon me to stay for supper, spend the night. I'm really not interested. Today, the stranger who rings the doorbell is directed to the nearest motel, if Indeed, the door is opened at all. Oh, you'll have to excuse me. My uh, telephone is ringing. No, it isn't. I warn you, I'll scream for help. I'll, I'll call for the police. You simply don't know how to handle this at all, do you? What do you want? What are you selling? What do you need? I already told you I don't want to buy anything. That's not what I asked you. I asked you what you needed. I don't need anything. Now, please just let me close the door. Is that really true that you don't? Need anything? Yes. You have everything your heart desires. Yes, now please. Love, happiness, fulfillment. Uh, Yes, yes. Think carefully. Don't answer quickly. I told you, I don't want anything you're selling. I'm not selling anything. Well, then why did you ring my... As I was walking by, I saw you at your window. You reminded me of someone. Someone I knew a long time ago. I'm... I'm really not interested. You should be. I mean you no harm. Then what... I saw your face. It reminded me of someone I loved once. But I can't remember her name. Oh, please, I'm frightened. Don't be afraid. You remind me of her. But who was she? There were so many. I must tell you, I love deeply and with all my heart. But not for long. Never for long. Who are you? God. You're what? I should say, a God. That, that... That's what? Impossible. Why? Because... Because everyone knows... What everyone knows is usually nonsense. It's what you know. What I know that counts. You say you're a God. Remember, I can see your mind. You've decided to humor me. You believe that I'm a lunatic. You hope I'm harmless. Why do you say you can read my mind? Isn't it natural for me to think that a person who... My name is Dionysus. Dionysus? The ancient Greek god of wine and growing things. Well, I don't care much for wine, but I wish you could help me with my garden. You are beautiful when you smile. (laughs) Suddenly, this whole thing just makes me laugh. Why do you say you're Dionysus? Because it's true. I'm I'm dreaming. I must be dreaming. What are dreams? Dionysus. I remember I had a course at school, at college, in ancient lit. It was a long time ago. Dionysus and Apollo, yes, and Zeus. And Pallas Athena. My sisters, my brothers. Dionysus, the god of growing things. I think I fell in love with you then. I know. Why have you come to me now? Because nothing grows in your heart anymore. What is this life you lead? This dull, empty life? Oh, I'm... I'm very happy. 
Walter and I, we're happy. We've... Gretchen, why does nothing grow in your garden? Oh, things grow. They do. Then why did you say you wish I could help you with your garden? Well, because... I know, because nothing grows with beauty, with fire. Once, in another life, you were in my garden. The Garden of Dionysus. I remember now. Yes. And I'm sorry for the way it ended. You remember how it ended? Yes. It always ends badly when one of the immortal gods loves a woman of the earth. The garden. Do you remember the garden? I remember. You will live in that garden again. With you. That garden shall be in your own heart. And everything beautiful will grow from it. I have walked the world and wandered the centuries in search of you. And now I've found you again. I love you. I love you. But will you leave me again? Never. I will always be in your garden. My thought will always be in your heart. Come. Come, love. Let us walk in the garden. Have a chair, my boy. Well, thank you, sir. Read the report, Walter? First-rate job. I appreciate that, sir. Well, now, Walter, Carraway's resigned. Yes, so I've been told, Mr. Baylor. And you don't have to be told the assistant general sales manager's job's wide open. Well, I don't have to be told that at all, sir. It's the jump, Walter. The big one. Yes, I've been aiming for it these past ten years. Well, we just don't promote a man around here. We promote a team. A team? A man and his wife. Oh, oh, I understand that. <laughs> Glad you do. Man has to have the right kind of wife. Yes, well, Gretchen is absolutely perfect, sir. Good. I'd like to meet her. Uh, well, sir, may I invite you to our house for dinner? Well, thank you, Walter. I accept. And uh, what did you say her name was? Gretchen. Hmm. Sounds like a, a frivolous name. Well, her, her real name is Margaret, sir, but you see, Gretchen is, uh, is a kind of nickname. I prefer Margaret. Well, Mr. Baylor, I'm sure we can call You see her. that, boy? It's just after that very unfortunate experience with Carraway's wife. Here we have a man who's assistant general manager of this company. And his wife is practically a hippie. Gets her name in the news with all kinds of unsavory and disreputable people. Yes, I understand, uh, sir. You might say I'm, I'm snake-bitten. We, uh, uh, company, we simply cannot afford yes, to take... Yes, naturally, Mr. Baylor. I can assure you that Gret... That my wife is everything the wife of an executive of this corporation should be. I'm sure of it, my boy. When, uh, when would it be convenient for you to dine with us, Mr. Bailey? Are you free Friday night? Yes, of course. Good, good. Friday night for dinner. Thank you, sir. And, and Walter, I, I think I can offer you my congratulations. Oh, my love, my love. Don't leave me. Stay. Stay. Margaret. Margaret, are you all right? My love, you're not going. I'm not yet. Margaret. Not yet. Margaret. Uh, what? Honey. Oh. I was dreaming. I was dreaming. Well, this is, uh, unlike you to just nap on a couch in the living room. Are you all right? Yes. Yes. It was only a dream. Oh, but I don't have dinner ready. I must have fallen asleep. Well, that's all right. I'll take you out. We'll celebrate. Celebrate? Why? It's happened. 
Assistant General Sales Manager. Oh, well, Remember, that's... remember, that's what we aimed at ten years ago. Well, today, today we hit the target. Is it official? Just about. Only one tiny detail. And that is? You. Me? Well, what do what I... have you got to do with it? Everything. Oh, I don't understand. Now, listen, Margaret. Why do you think Caraway resigned? What did you call me? Margaret. Well, my name is Gretchen. Well, yes, perhaps, but Gretchen comes from Margaret. Well, I don't like Margaret. That's why I call myself Gretchen. Well, Margaret suits you better, dear. It's more mature, more dignified. I don't think so. Well, Mr. Baylor does. Well, why should my name be any of Mr. Baylor's business? Darling, before we get sidetracked, I asked if you knew why Caraway resigned. What does Mr. Baylor have against my name? Caraway didn't jump, darling. He was pushed. His wife didn't fit in. What does that mean? Evidently, a man's wife has to fit a certain image in this corporation. Well, I was never involved in any of your business things before. Yes, I know, but now it'll be different. Why did you say Mrs. Carraway didn't fit in? Well, she wasn't too careful about what she said. Why? What did she say? Well, he she She's the type who says a lot of kooky, oddball things. All I know is that she said to me she couldn't take this... This rat race, serious. Well, a corporation is supposed to be your life. You just can't say things like that in front of people like Mr. Baylor. Well, do I have to meet Mr. Baylor? Darling, what's gotten into you? Walter, is the company your life? Well, of course it is. It's always been. It's my career. It's our living. Now, that should answer that question. Now, you're going to meet Mr. Baylor here Friday night. He's coming to dinner. Did you have to invite him? He wanted to look you over here in your own setting. Why? Well... To determine whether you'd be an asset to the company. I see. Darling, what, what has gotten into you? Why all these questions? I'm sorry. I... I had this dream. About what? I can't seem to remember. All right, forget it. Come on, now. let's go out to dinner right now. Okay. And Walter, mm -hmm. you're Mr. Baylor, I promise you. He'll be proud of me. Darling, I know that. Now, where would you like to eat? Oh, anywhere. Now, just remember, we can now afford the very best. Walter, uh, look. Look. What, what, what? What is that? The garden. What about the garden? Look at the flowers. Well, where? Where did you get those flowers? They, were, they weren't here this morning. Look at those colors. Did you ever see such colors? Yes, red, such brilliant red. Roses and carnations and... I, I've never seen such beautiful the flowers. The garden, our garden, his and mine. What did you say? It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a dream. Well... Where are we? We have a quiet, rather shy, and self-effacing middle-class suburban housewife, just this side of 40. A stranger rings her bell, announces he is an ancient Greek god, Dionysus, and that he wants to be her lover once again. Notice that again. Well, it has to be a dream, you say. Sure. But how about the sudden blooming of that lush, brilliant, beautiful garden? How about it? Further growth must await my return in just a few minutes with Act Two. Is this how it was in the ancient days? 
Did the gods appear in dreams? All the loves we read about between the immortals and their human subjects, were these all dreams? Visions? Well, we don't know. We present only the facts in the case. And the basic fact in this case seems to be that suddenly the garden of Gretchen Morrison is a lush, luxuriant riot of color after she had dreamed that she had a love affair with the ancient god Dionysus. Well, people have had even more extravagant dreams from what I've heard. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a dream. What do you say? I... Oh... Nothing. Charlie, how did you ever get all those flowers to... Well, I, I, I'd say it's miraculous. Hi there, Gretchen. Wolf. Oh, hello. Hello, Porter. Uh, how's the golf? Hey, what have you folks done here? Well, you know, Margaret, she just putters around in the garden. M- Margaret? Who's Margaret? Oh, oh, that's my nickname for Gretchen. What have you done to your garden, Gretchen? Uh, uh, nothing. Oh, come on, Gretchen. I'm, I'm willing to abdicate gracefully. June and I consider ourselves the garden people in this neighborhood. Well, Porter, I, uh... And quite frankly, Gretchen, we never saw you as a threat. What I mean is, you did have a few respectable-looking plants, Yes, isn't it fantastic, Porter? Is it a fertilizer, a new kind of food? Now, dear, don't give away your secrets. come on, Gretchen, we've always been good friends. Well, they just... grew... That's all. Oh, very shrewd, and I don't blame you. Every one of them is a sure winner at the Garden Club show next month. Well, just think, Porter, this will be the first year you're not going to win. I'll get to the bottom of this somehow. Yeah, well, good night, Porter. Good night. Margaret. Margaret, how, how did you raise those flowers? Huh? Oh, I suppose you could call these the fruits of love. Didn't you hear me call you? You were calling Margaret. Now, look, dear, it's only for Mr. Baylor's sake. My name is Gretchen. Well, all right, well, just go along with it for tomorrow night. Now, what are you doing out here? I'm sitting among my flowers. Well, should, shouldn't we uh, be inside with dinner? I was just listening. Listening to what? To what they were saying. To what? Who's saying? My flowers. Your fl- Flowers. They can't say anything. Oh, that isn't true, Walter. They're speaking now. Well, I, I don't hear anything. You don't hear flowers. You see them. Each color has a meaning. Now, Gretchen. That rose bush just in front of you. It isn't the same shade of red all the time. From instant to instant, it darkens and then lightens as the flowers feel. And think... Margaret, quit this nonsense. Walter, it isn't nonsense. Yes, it is. Now, dear, I know. I know you're under restraint. But I'm not. Yes, you are. And I was thinking about it. Now, tomorrow night is the most important night in our lives. It is? Why? Why? Oh, my God. Which one? Please listen. Now, you and I, we've worked for this. We have ten years invested in tomorrow night. Oh, please, Walter, you mustn't excite yourself like that. Tomorrow night, we cross the Great Divide. The what? That line that separates the successes from the also-rans. Tomorrow night, a door will open for us, and we step into the executive suite. Oh? Yes, oh. And that door will be opened by Frederick Tower Baylor, or it won't be open. Darling, I'm It sure. all depends on you. Now, here's what you have to do. I got this list from Mr. Baylor's secretary this afternoon. Walter, Walter, dear, 
I was in the midst... In the midst of what? I was talking to these flowers. And now I think your anger has frightened them. Margaret? I mean, Gretchen. Yes? Gretchen, you don't feel well. Oh, no, I feel wonderful. I've never seen you so... So So what? Well, you're usually so sensible. I've never been as sensible as I am at this very moment. All my senses are alive and free. Do, Do you think... Should, should you see a doctor? Why? Because you're not well. That isn't true. Gretchen, what's wrong? Nothing is wrong. Even if I were ill, which I'm not, what would a doctor do? Prescribe a pill? And what would the pill be made of? From the essences of the very plants and flowers and growing things right here in my very own garden. So you see, all I need to do is just stay here. How would you look at this list? Mr. Baylor is a steak and potatoes man. Is he? Dinner should be no problem. Just the steak, french fries, a salad, and ice cream. And he likes the steak rare. Rare? Yes, practically raw, with the blood just about dripping from it. He's very close to the primitive, isn't he, your Mr. Baylor? Now, look, let's not even joke about it, all right? And furthermore, he isn't my Mr. Baylor. He's our Mr. Baylor. It's our future. My dear, I shall not disgrace you. these past few days, I can't follow things around here. It's the, these flowers and this garden. Yes. And the way you've been talking. Which way is that? I, I don't know, but it isn't your usual way. You're not the same person. Oh, but I am. Oh, no, 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 no. There's something very different about you. No, please, dear. On this tremendously important night, don't do anything that would spoil Walter, anything. Walter, Walter, I don't like the look on your face. What are you talking that about? That look. No human being should appear that troubled. Well, it's important. How many times do I have to remind you? Nothing in this life should be that important. You look as if you... As if you could kill somebody. Well, maybe I could. After all, if you're out to make it in this company, you have to be a killer. I don't mean you have to commit murder exactly, but you have to step on people and, if necessary, destroy them. Eliminate them as rivals. Well, that's committing a kind of murder. Look, look, why are we standing around here and talking about it? Have you destroyed many people on your way, Walter? Oh, now, what kind of a question is that? Have you? I suppose I've sidelined a few in my time. Walter. Well, it was them or me. Now, come on, this whole conversation is out of place. Now, about tomorrow night... Walter, my dear, I shall not disgrace you. Margaret, we're here. Well, Walter... <laughs> It's a nice-looking place you have here. Yes, indeed. The little woman is certainly a lady of good taste. Oh, thank you. Well, good evening. Dear, I would would like to uh, present uh, Mr. Baylor, who who is uh, executive vice president. How do you do, Mr. Baylor? Uh, Hello. Uh, Do you like my gown? It was worn by the ancient Greek women... Especially on festive occasions. But we, uh, we, uh... Did, did you, uh, prepare a picture of, of uh, Martini's darling? No, my dear. We shall have wine later. Wine? Oh, yes. Wine made with honey. The ancients called it mead. Delicious. Well, yes, but darling... And we shall have a most wonderful supper. A meal that would be enjoyed by the gods themselves. Goat's milk and cheese. Bread and fruit. And dates and nuts. But, darling, I told you that Mr. Baylor... But that will come later. First, I have prepared a bath for Mr. Baylor. You... you what? Uh, dear. Well, dear. you bathe, don't you, Mr. Baylor? Well, I... 
I wish you... One must separate himself from the cares of the day before one can enjoy the delights of the evening. And so you must wash away. I, I don't believe this. Yes, dear, I, I now, really Mr. Think... Baylor, we'll use the main bath, and Walter, dear, yours is waiting for you in the guest room. And now, if you'll excuse me for just a moment, I shall make sure your bath water is properly scented. The pitcher of goat's milk is there on the sideboard. It's ice cold and delicious. Walter, sir, I... I really don't know what to say. Is this your idea of a joke? Now, Mr. Baylor, please believe me. Because if it is, I'm not amused. Mr. Baylor, I, I really don't know what to say. That, that, that ridiculous costume and, and goat's milk and cheese. Well, there must and... be some mistake. I'll, I'll straighten it out. Well, this is exactly what I have to guard against. I thought Caraway was married to a uh, cook, but yours... Well, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Well, I mean... you should be. Uh, Mr. Baylor, Mr. Baylor, where are you going? Where do you think I'm going? Home. But don't you say she's been ill? She's... Yes, that's it. She hasn't been feeling well lately, uh, sir. Really? You'd never know it to look at her. Good night. Now, Mr. Mr. Baylor, Mr. <sighs> well, whatever became of Mr. Baylor... Whatever became of Mr. Baylor. Do you mean you have to ask? Where did he go? His bath is ready. Yes, I'm sure it is. Have some milk. Here. Drink it. You'll feel much better. Walter. Why did you do that? Margaret, do you know what you did to me? I don't like that name. Do you know what you did to me? You destroyed me. Now, please tell me why. Why? Why did you destroy me? But I didn't. Tell me why. We've been married 15 years. I thought we loved each other. I don't know of any reason you would have to hate me. Now, why? Why did you suddenly destroy me? How many marriages are there like this? A man works hard with a single-minded dedication to getting ahead in his company. His wife sits at home, gardens, does some club work. But mainly and mostly, she waits for him. The big thing in their lives is the job, the career, the company. I suppose the answer is there are many marriages like this. Even the best of machinery breaks under stress, and human beings are not the most perfect machines. We'll see what repairs, if any, can be affected when I shall return with Act Three. shares your bed, your board, just as you share his. You share a bank account, automobiles, a house, a boat, a place in the community. And then one day it becomes clear to you that you don't, well, you don't share each other. That is, you share things, but you really don't know each other. As a matter of fact, you're strangers. You've been married for 15 years, and you're strangers. I don't want to discuss what happened here this evening. But what did happen? You deliberately ruined whatever chance I had to become assistant general sales manager. Well, if you have the ability, how could I have ruined your chance? Because in this company, ability isn't everything. Well, then in that case, quit. And take a job in an outfit where it is. Oh, you just don't understand. And I don't have time to explain it, but you're ill. No, I've never felt better. What you did tonight... Was that the action of a rational woman? I think so. Would you do something for me? See a doctor. Why? Oh, Margaret. See, that's what's wrong with me. You call me Margaret. Well, that's just for Mr. Baylor's benefit. Well, he isn't here now. 
And why should I give up my identity for the sake of your boss? Isn't it bad enough that you gave up yours? Margaret, what's gotten into you all of a sudden? Now, you never spoke this way before. You were always so reasonable, so cooperative. Now, what is it? Oh, poor Walter. Don't take that tone with me. Now, Mark, Gretchen, listen, will you help me? I'm trying to help you. Come on, let's walk in the garden. Let's enjoy the beautiful growing things. Gretchen, I want you to see a doctor. No. Please, please, do it for me. There is something wrong with you. Are you aware of the things you said to Mr. Baylor? Darling, we live according to certain rules. I know. And I don't like those rules anymore. Gretchen. Gretchen, you're different. And and, and I'm scared. Now just see a doctor, huh? But I told you, Walter... There's nothing wrong with me. Well, just let me hear the doctor say so. And I promise you, I'll abide by his decision. Mr. Baylor? Yes? May I come in, sir? I am busy. This will take a moment. Mr. Baylor, I want you to give me another chance. I think the matter is closed, Walter. You know I'm the best qualified man in the company. Not in all respects, Walter. I'm sorry. She was ill. I'm sorry to hear that. She's being treated for it. I said I was sorry. This business we're in, it isn't easy and it takes its toll. That's why it takes a special kind of man who has the support of a special kind of wife. Well, she's worked hard. And and she's tried hard all these years with me. And I I guess the strain was just too much. Walter, I don't think I can see my way clear. Please, sir, let's give her another chance. Better that this thing should happen now rather than later. We can nip it in the bud. She'll be all right, I promise. Well... In a few weeks, she'll be just fine. You'll see. Well, I'll, I'll think about it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And he said his name was Dionysus? Yes, Dr. Marks. And don't tell me he didn't appear. If you say he was there, he was there for you. Uh, Why should the name Dionysus occur to you? Where did you ever hear it before? I suppose in college, in the study of mythology. And that was years ago. I never even thought of it. But you absorbed it. And you now have the classic conflict between Apollo, who represents duty, and Dionysus, who is desire. But I never... All people face this battle. In some, it rages with more fire. In some, the flames are banked. But in no one... Is it ever dormant? But the garden, Mm. the flowers and plants, and the growing things, how do you account for them? There's a reasonable, rational explanation of sudden coming together in one spot of wind, water, soil. But this garden, he said, and I know, it's the fruit of love, our love. I sit there among the blossoms, and I know he's with me. He's talking to me. My dear Gretchen, you'll learn better in the winter. What about the winter? In the winter, the garden will die. And so will this dream. Yes. Yes, my love, yes, I hear you. Yes, I see you. Gretchen! Gretchen! What? Oh, Porter... You startled me. Oh, is this your secret? Do you you talk to your flowers? Of course. I I just can't understand this garden. It grows more beautiful every day. Yes. Come on now, Gretchen. What's the secret? Uh, It's a garden of love. 
For sure, but how does it work? It's the love of two people. Okay, I won't ask. I'm satisfied just to enjoy it. I do have a confession to make. I was so wild with envy that I came in here the other night and I stole a small rose bush. But you could have asked me for it. I planted it in my garden and and the next morning it, it was dead. Oh? I was careful. I, I handled it gently. I, I watered it and fed it. But it died. It withered completely. As if it had died a, a long time ago. Perhaps it did. Gretchen, what's come over you? You seem so different, so... Yes? Well, you always struck me as a... Well, well, I'll say it. A, a very quiet little person. And now you, you glow all over. I feel there's a glow inside me. Ah, Gretchen, it's beautiful. But I see now it's a... It's a, an awful beauty. It, it's a frightening beauty. Fear and terror. It's all part of beauty. Those crimson flowers. That, that red. It's like the red of blood. These flowers, they look as if they're being nourished with blood. They are, Porter. They are. How did you know? Uh, how did, uh, did, did did I know? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> well, uh, uh, good night, Gretchen. Uh, good night. Hello? Gretchen, it's four o'clock. I called to check. On what, Walter? To make sure you were at the doctor's. Oh. What, you have an appointment? Did you forget? No. Then what are you doing at home? I don't care to go. Now, what are you saying? Well, why should I go? I'm not the one who's sick. Mr. Baylor is giving us another chance. Oh, Mr. Baylor, what an unfortunate man. He should spend more time with growing things. Bring him home with you tonight. I'm on my way right now, this minute. Now, don't you go anywhere. Why, Walter, where would I go? Drink this, Walter. You'll feel better. Darling, I spoke to Dr. Morris. There is something wrong with you. Now, why don't you help yourself? There's nothing wrong, dear. How can you say there's nothing... I feel alive, Walter. All of me. Every part of me. Come to the garden with me, Walter. You live, you love, like a god. Yeah, something's come over you. Don't ask me what, but a week ago, something happened. Yes. Something happened. You changed. Well, I can hardly believe you're Gretchen, my wife. I'm Gretchen. You had sense. You, you had a knowledge of, of life. Well, you and I, we worked together toward a goal. Yes, dear. But I found a better goal. You did? What? Love. Love? That was the secret. The secret of the ancient gods. Now, Gretchen, I'm going to drag you to the doctor. Oh, if you must fight, fight like a man with your hands. I despise you. Now, what has happened? You can't just suddenly tear down our life. What's wrong with what I'm doing? Why shouldn't I work for the Baylor Corporation? Because it's a house for slaves. Well, it's my job. We agreed. You never objected. It bought us this house and the car. And turned us into fawning, simpering, terrified slaves. Okay, okay. Everybody in the world is a slave to something. That's what life is. You give to get. Yes. Everyone is a slave. But I have been freed. What do you mean freed? By whom? By my lover. What, what lover? 
He's in the garden. Now, Gr- Gretchen, Gretchen, you come back here. If you want me, fight for me. Fight him for me. Oh, love. Oh, love, stay with me. Don't let anyone keep us apart. Gretchen, Gretchen, who are you talking to? My lover. Don't you see him? You mean there's another guy, someone else? Someone else who gives me what I need. Who? Who? He's a god. Who is he? I told who? you. Who? I'll choke it out of you. He's a god. Who is the guy? Walter! You're joking me. Who? Who's the guy? You're joking. Who is... Walter! Walter! Who? Who? Please. Please, bury me here, in my garden. Gretchen. Please. It's dark, and no one will know. Please. Just dropped by to see if there was any news of Gretchen. No. Well, keep your chin up, fella. Maybe she'll come back. Yes, I hope so. Did you two have a fight? Well, it was uh, more of a misunderstanding. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you notified anyone? Well, I reported it to the police, but... uh... Oh, and Dr. Marks said that she must have wandered off. Funny. Funny how the garden, that, that beautiful garden, just withered without her. Yeah. She was right. She said it was the fruit of love. Without her love, it just... Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just don't want to take up too much more of your time. No, no, it's all right. I wish I could figure out why those luxuriant plants grew so suddenly, and just as suddenly they died. Well, uh, you know what Dr. Mark said. Uh, sudden coming together of sun and rain, soil, water. Yeah, that's right. She's an inscrutable gal, that Mother Nature. Yes. We'll never know. I guess not. Well, uh, this is a good chance for me to say goodbye. I'm off on a trip. Oh? Yes, I, uh, made general sales manager. Oh. Finally, yes. Poor Gretchen. Came too late for her. How she wanted it. How she would have enjoyed it. Well, uh, say goodbye to Joan for me, huh? Okay, well, I will. Walter, Hmm? is it my imagination? What? The garden. What about it? Those plants. They're dead. Walter, that color, that crimson color, that the scarlet color. Look. Why, that that looks... That's that's blood. Blood. Oh, you're crazy. It's just... Color. Am I? What, what, just look, blood on, on all the withered blossoms, fresh, bright blood all over the garden. Gretchen. Gretchen. What do you mean, Gretchen? It can't, it can't be her blood. It can't be. Well, whoever said it, it was. Can't, it can't be because, because, because there was no blood. What do you, what do you mean there was no blood? When I killed her, there was no blood. She fell. She fell, you see? And, and, and she stuck her head hard against the tree, but there was no blood. Walter. Do you know what you're saying? I can prove it. Dig her up, you'll see. There is no blood. No blood. Well, there was.
was some in the garden. In the beautiful garden of Gretchen and Dionysus. And the garden is no unusual garden. For all flowers have something in them of the one who plants them and watches and waters and nurses and loves them. I'll be back shortly. The struggle, the never-ending struggle between Apollo and Dionysus, between duty and pleasure, between what we want and what we must settle for, is fought inside each of us. And sometimes it's Apollo who conquers, and sometimes Dionysus. Happy, however, is he or she where neither has conquered, but where both spirits can live side by side in peace and quiet. But too much quiet gets boring after a bit. So uh, make sure we disturb yours tomorrow. Our cast included Mercedes McCambridge, Larry Haynes, Robert Maxwell, and Gil Mack. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Don't bug me, Louise. What are you doing? Trying to empty the bottle? Maybe I have a reason. I might catch up with you. Why, uh, you're shaking, Jim. What is it, Jim? What's the matter? I was followed. Somebody followed me all the way home. I've asked you not to walk the streets alone at night. Who was it? What did he look like? I don't know who it was. All I could hear was the footsteps. Just the shadow of a beat behind mine, as though he... She, whoever it was, was trying to fit their feet into my footprints. Every time I stopped, they stopped. And when I turned around, there was nobody there. Nobody at all. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Uncle Ben's Long Grain and Wild Rice. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dreams. This is W E E I Boston.